up? It's a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's November 21st. It's John Boy and Jake Radio. That was a little Mary J. Blige because Wednesday is Woman Wednesday, and she's talking about cooking in the kitchen, which is what a lot of people are doing today, women or men, on Thanksgiving Eve, prepping the food, cooking in the kitchen. Never let a girl cook in your kitchen. I think she's talking about um, it's a metaphor for don't let a woman uh, steal your man, Jake. I I think it's a literal song. Don't let another woman cook in your kitchen. They're always putting Amen, stuff brother. away in the wrong drawers, and then you got to go cook, and you're like, where's the fucking spatula? Where's the fu- I hang it up by the stove, and she put it away with the utensils, and it's like, God damn it, other woman. Get out of my hey, kitchen. Hey, where'd you put that spatula? Stop sleeping with my husband. Choose one. Just choose one. Just one or the other. You can't Bo- have both. Both is brutal. You're killing me. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> happy thanksgiving <laughs> happy thanksgiving well thank you guys for tuning in on wednesday before thanksgiving if you're driving around uh to go to meet uh you know you go to your relative spot and you got someone else in your car and you're like oh, i've been listening to this new radio show it's these two guys they're like kind of i don't know they just like it well thanks for showing us new people if you're the new person in the car thanks for listening act like you like it be nice you know when, when people show you things just act like you like it just show your whole, f- just listen to this at Thanksgiving with your family. Yeah, I was actually going to say, uh, go around the family, be like, hey, family, um, let me see your phone. I just want to, there's this new update. I want to s- make sure that you got it. And then go subscribe to the, this podcast on their phone for them. Maybe write a review, five stars. That would be cool. And be like, that's what you're, th- say that this is what you're thankful for. When yeah. they go around the table. I'm thankful that you subscribe to John Boy and Jake Radio on your phone f- that I just did with my fingers. And now that they're listening, they're like, oh, very clever. Very, there's actually, there was an infomercial from back in the 70s that was like, go take $20 out of your mommy's purse and send it to this thing. And they got in a lot of trouble because a lot of kids stole money from their mom's purse and sent it in. Good at following directions back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so on today's episode, we got some voicemails and some write-ins about odd Thanksgiving traditions, and we got some Thanksgiving stories I guess we'll share, but first we're going to do the sports news, because this is Sports and Jokes show. Sometimes we forget jokes. Jokes and sports. All right, are you ready, Jake? First up, we got the Tri-State News. How you doing? You want to do how we're doing first? I want to do how you're doing. I'm good, man. I'm good because I have my computer's fixed. I had to drive an hour to the uh, a mall because it was the the earliest time I could get at the Genius Bar was for a mall an hour away. So that was nice. Some guy saw me. He tweeted at me. He was like, hey, either I just saw you at the Quaker Bridge Mall or I saw a doppelganger. I, I know said, you're not you a big me. mall guy, which is an understatement. It's your I, least yeah. favorite place. Yeah, but but I I was so happy that my I walked out with my computer being fixed because I thought I was gonna have to send it in for a couple weeks to get fixed. And she was like, No, I'll fix it right here. So that was awesome. So I was kind of in a better mood. And then Katie went shopping and I was like, I'll just go to the food court. I like the food court. Yeah. And they had Christmas decorations all up. Nice. So it was it was the best mall trip I think I've had in a couple of years. Nice. How scale of one to ten? What would you give the Quaker State Oil Mall? 
Quaker Bridge Mall. I think it's not a nice mall because it doesn't have a Nordstrom. So I think that's how my sisters and my my wow. girlfriend judge malls. But I was Add. fine. I liked it. The Santa was sub like this guy who was doing Santa. He was a, not the best. Sure. It was like Santa went on a diet. It's like I know it's 2018, but my make my Santa fat. No argument here. You yeah. know that. Yeah, the, I like the mall when you have intention. Oh, I, I mean, I can't shop without intention, which is why Katie and I are just a terrible combo when we go to the store. Right. Um, but that, and that's kind of where the food court's the opposite. The food court's kind of that moment of interest, like, I could do anything right now. Yeah, I always get, like, the Chinese or the Japanese food. Sure. Because you can't really get that shitty, quick Chinese food any, anywhere else. Amen. And there's the holidays. Are you, are you cooking anything tomorrow? You like to cook, or today. I do like to cook, but see, so where everyone else is getting off, this is the busiest day of my last, since the Yankees season ended, this is my busiest day, because I have to prep so many Instagram commercials, Twitter commercials, advertisements, all the ugly sweaters for Black Friday, like, if we don't make money on this Black Friday, then we had a bad November, because this is our one day to make money inside scoop into talking Yanks life, so I'm grinding, but I love that. Like I still I, haven't made you watch that Thanksgiving video. I got to send that to you still. So I'm doing good. I'm cooking an apple pie. Okay. Little brother Luke comes home today. It's his birthday yesterday. It's my mom's birthday in like Intern Luke, for those from Talking Yanks fans. Intern Luke, yeah. I'm going to have him intern for the radio show. Boom. I'm going to intern Boom. for everything. See if he likes it. If anyone else is, uh, if you're a college kid that listens to John Boy and Jake Radio and you have any video editing skills and um you want to help out and maybe like run an instagram page for this show where you edit clips i think we are an accredited intern company like i can give accredited internships so get in touch that's our company name accredited intern company (laughs) yeah that's our slogan (laughs) and all the new people that are in the cars with the people driving to thanksgiving are like John, what the fuck is this show? What are we listening to? They're just talking. There's no point. They're not talking. They're about looking anything. for an intern. <laughs> this is the worst opening eight minutes to a show ever. Maybe John's need- like, you know what, but honey, this is this is kind of dragging on. They should get into the sports. I think. All right, let's get into the. Well, sports. how are you though? I didn't return. I have to return the. Ah, I'm okay. I uh, met up with uh, Brian the dentist last night. My buddy, I canceled on. Uh, Monday. This the dentist of, you told that carves like dentist like human teeth into his yeah. jack lantern. Yeah, loves teeth. Second time he's been mentioned on the show. Loves teeth. A lot of shout outs. Uh, yeah. So we gra- grabbed a couple beers. We had a uh, little tipsy dinner in Charlotte, and now uh, I'm here, and I, I don't feel great, Jim. You know what? You should well, ask Brian. Why do you listen to these two guys? <laughs> John, turn this off. This is bad. <laughs> Can we put on making my favorite murder, please? You know I like that show. Yes. Well, speaking of Brian the Dentist and bad teeth, the guy who hosts MSG After Show for the Rangers, do you, know, do you know, have you ever seen that? No. Man, I wish I knew his name. He's this older man. So many people know his name. He's got... Troutwig? Like, what's, what What? Do you, what'd you say? Is it Troutwig? Um, Al Troutwig? How do you? Yes, Al Troutwig. See, 
I, I should have known his name. If you ever see his bottom row of teeth, like send a picture to Brian of his bottom row of teeth. I mean, I like the guy. He actually cracks me up because he's such kind of a character for what he's doing. His bottom row of teeth looks like uh, a cemetery. It looks like a graveyard plot. <laughs> I will send that to Brian. On a rainy, muddy day. Like his bottom row of teeth looks like a bunch of tombstones and the mud has just been coming up around them. It's gross. It's pretty gross. I hope you come and on the show, in, Al. Now we're in the sports. Now we're in the sports. Local sports at that. Around the tri-state area, the Huskies beat those singing nerds at Cornell 91-74. to In Hurley, we trust, baby. The Knicks did what they're supposed to do and had a nice competitive loss to the Trailblazers. Daryl Revis did an interview on WFAN where he threw Todd Bowles under the bus for missing the 2015 playoffs, losing that last game to old coach Rex Ryan, who he had much nicer things to say about. Revis also said the 2016 season was torn apart by a fight between Brandon Marshall and Sheldon Richardson that the team could never recover from. Daryl Revis, why'd you do this interview, man? Just bad guy look all around, but thanks for the honesty. We appreciate his fans, but bad guy look. I don't think uh, anyone really is going to like you in the business anymore. Uh, speaking of more bad guy news, man, Manny Machado has started his PR campaign to turn his look around, apologizing for his comments, saying he was in a bad place and in a defensive mode, and that he was just trying to say his lack of hustle is because he doesn't do eyewash hustle. He's not going to hustle just to make you look and see how much he's hustling. Uh, shout out Brandon Nimmo from the Mets, you fucking nerd. Speaking of good guys came out that Eli Manning was the only person to, who called JPP after he got traded away from the Giants to the Bucks, and CeCe Sabathia was the first person to get in touch with James Paxson after he got traded to the Yanks. You want to touch on one or two of these? Yeah, I'll, I'll brush by UConn. They won. They played Cornell. They're kind of in a cupcake streak. Uh, your boy Vital looked pretty good, which they've been waiting for. And Jalen, they stopped turning the ball over. Uh, let's go Huskies. New episode of Talking Huskies dropped yesterday. If you didn't check it out, really good stuff. Katie Sharp's awesome. Um, yeah, she's really good at her stats. Yeah. And and more than that. Because <laughs> yeah. cause I was listening to your episode yesterday, and Katie kind of kind of like not shit talked but she wasn't didn't shy away from like he really has nothing to offer he's not athletic he can't play defense forget who oh, she yeah. was talking about katie will bring the heat um so that's cool yeah los Knicks. now they're in a real losing streak we're gonna need a win soon they play the celtics next so i would really enjoy that um the only frustrating thing in nick country is that uh Damian Dotson, the second-round pick from last year, had been playing really solid and was, like, our second most consistent player, and he got a did-not-play-last night, and everyone's just like, okay, well, maybe if we play him, we won, but again, do we want to win? Uh, Jim, the one that jumps out to me is, uh, well, I don't know. I think I just like talking about Eli, man. I love Eli. Well, he's a polarizing figure because his he does have the two Super Bowls. He is good in two minutes drill. But you know what? He has a dumb face and like people put so much stock into that. It's like, God damn, his resting face is dumb and it is. It's goofy. But people wanna people highlight it when he throws a like has a bad play. 
His face looks dumb after good plays, too. He just kind of sits there with that open mouth. Like, it's just his face. But Eli's a good guy. Like, there's so many times where stories have come out. And and uh, I remember last year, Snacks was complaining because he didn't want to do Francesa. And maybe it wasn't Snacks. But it was some player who who he tweeted out something like, that's why I don't go on these shows. Like, I don't blah, blah, blah. And I remember someone responding to him was like, Eli's been doing that for 10 years. He's never badmouthed a teammate. He stands up to the media and he talks to the fans. And that's why Eli's a professional. And, it, and I think it might have been Snacks, but I forget. Giants fans will remember. And he backed off. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Maybe it was, maybe it was Olivia Vernon or someone. He was like, you're right. Like, Eli did do that. And then you, you hear story. You think Eli called JPP after the trade? And it was, you know, kind of what, what you'd think that call would be like. You're like, you know, hey, man, love playing with you. Uh, good luck. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't don't hit me too hard if we play again. Ha, ha, ha. Definitely. And then you think JPP was like, oh, that was nice of Eli. Like, can't wait for the rest of the boys to call. <laughs> and then, oh, oops. He said he got, like, a text from uh, the owner. But that's all. Like, Eli was the only one that called. Yo, how do you be such a di- like? I mean, you're not a dick if you don't call JPP. So I don't want to see how do you be such a dick for not calling. But how do you how do you not call? Like, just do the right thing. Like, it's nice. Yeah. Even yeah. if it seems trivial, I don't know. But yeah, Eli remains a professional now. Now again, like there's this whole polarizing situation for the Giants where Odell says the wrong thing a lot of times. But his talent is immense right now. He's like yeah. really good. Where Eli says the right thing all the time, but his talent is bad. And there's a balance. And some fans think like, "Oh, Eli's a good guy." Well, he sucks. Like, yeah. Well, they're two different things. But you, uh, you should re- you should be able to separate them. Jim, Eli's incredible. He's leading the eight and O Giants. Oh yeah, two and O out of eight and O. So. And they got the Eagles coming up, and um, they'll probably just kick their ass. The Beagles. Yeah. Go go G Men. Go Yankees. Go Paxton. Mm-hmm. Call call people. How about that? There's yeah. a holiday message. Now we're starting to win over parents. Call your parents. Call your mother. When I went to college, I remember my mom, she just thought I was never gonna call her ever, ever. Right. And I don't, like, my sisters call every day because that's what they have to do. There's that little Dickie song where he's talking about how nice it is to be a white man. He's like, I don't got to call my mother every day for her to know that I love her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is, like, awesome. But I would call my, I, like, I just, I told Luke this when he went to college. Choose one day, one walk to class. Like, Wednesday's my longest walk. So that's my call mom on this walk. Call people. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Um, I'm bad at it sometimes. So, so these Manny Machado quotes, I just tweeted this, so people are responding, so I kind of just want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I wanted to talk about it, too. Manny Machado go. said, and the fact that he's even doing this PR tour right now and had this interview leak and is, like, correcting this means GMs are asking and teams that are interested are annoyed by the comments he made. Because otherwise, oh, yeah. he, otherwise he wouldn't have to apologize and do all this, but he's trying to save face and... And so for everyone that said, like, teams don't actually care, seems like they kind of care. Otherwise, he wouldn't be saving face. I'm mad he's backpedaling. <clears throat> well, this is what he said. When I was asked that question, I was definitely on the defensive. And I was wrong to answer it the way I did. Because looking back, it doesn't come across how I meant it. Machado said, 
For me, I was trying to talk about how I'm not the guy who is eyewash. There's a difference between fake hustle for show and being someone who tries hard to win. I've always been the guy who does whatever he can for the, to win for his team. But I know how I said it and how that came across, and it's something I take responsibility for. I look forward to talking with each GM and owner that we meet with about it or any other questions they have. <clears throat> yeah, I hate it. it Man, you, you went to L.A. and you were so ready to live up the bad, bad boy role. And now you're already coming off for that <clears throat> coin. I don't like it. Well, I like it because he, th- he thinks it's cool to be the bad guy. And he's not good at being the bad guy because he's kind of a whiny yeah. little bitch. So mm. if he gets put in his place and humbled and and actually realizes that he's not a good heel and that he doesn't need to be to play and just shuts up and plays, well, just, he can you can have a personality and stuff. I don't mean shuts up and plays in that way, but um, I'll, I'll take it. I do think that this made me realize how much I hate Brandon Nimmo because Brandon Nimmo on the Mets, he is the definition of eyewash hustle fake hustle for show the dude sprints to first base after a hit by pitch which is a dead ball like you can sprint to first after a walk because maybe they'll be sleeping and you can take second you can't even take second with a hit by pitch because it's a dead ball brandon nimmo is the definition of i wash hustle someone just tried to tell me uh someone just tried to say brandon nimmo doesn't run to first after a hit by pitch for as like a look at me like there's no other reason to do that there's no other reason to run the first after hit right. by pitch besides look at me look how much i hustle both are annoying one's detrimental to winning and one isn't that's the main difference so manny that's the difference thanks for listening manny i'm glad you're showing your relatives our show too thank you manny appreciate that just, uh, be the, just try to be the bad guy man own it if, if you really want it own it don't don't give me any of this this, this step back nonsense. Jim. He's not good at it because he's like a crybaby at the same time. He he got in a fight because someone tagged him too hard. Yeah. Where A-Rod, he did own the bad guy for a little bit, for a little bit. And now he's completely like the good guy again. A-Rod's personality career path, like of his personality is bizarre. Yo, great late spin in A-Rod's career. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. But, I mean, he did slap Bronson Arroyo. That's similar to Manny. J-Lo's, J-Lo's listening right now and just laughing. That That's similar to some of the stuff Manny did. Uh, whatever. All right. Are you ready for your uh, international? I think so. International. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's bring it to the national sports stories. Covering those is Jake Storielli. Your defending Eastern Conference champs, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and J.R. Smith are parting ways. Jimmy's boy. He's not going to play while they work out a trade. We've already got a bunch of LeBron, J.R. stuff circling around the internet. Uh, J.R.'s a lot of fun, man. Hope hope he finds himself on a fun team and and does some of the good. Uh, Jim, big episode of Talking Sixers today. Uh, Is at the direction of his agent, Markel Fultz, won't be practicing or playing in the games uh, as he goes to see a shoulder specialist. And speaking of Sixers' f- first-round picks, Zaire Smith, their first-round pick this year, Jim, 
it came out that his sesame allergy was more serious than originally reported. He's lost 20 pounds and most likely to not play this season. And that viral video of Kevin Durant uh, telling a fan to shut the bleep up and watch the bleep game, uh, he's getting fined 25K for that. And that's that's the news, Jim. I know there's I, I feel like I know the one that's got to jump out to you there. That wasn't the fastest quick news given the read ever. Yeah, I was I was kind of enjoying it. <laughs> um, um, Markle Fultz one's interesting because it's clearly to me that it looks like he has the yips. Everyone thinks it's a mental thing, and so either this is a spin by his agent because they're clearly trying to say it's physical that he needs to go to a shoulder specialist because he had a shoulder injury and that's what's causing this, and. It seems that they might be trying to, I don't know, blame, put blame on the 76ers staff that they misdiagnosed this or it's their fault that this has been happening. That seems like a saga that that will take over the, the news and the clubhouse and be really annoying for everyone else on the 76ers. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to be fun to watch going forward. They got your boy Jimmy Butler. I mentioned the Zaire Smith story. Embiid's already a character. There's questions about his death. Jimmy, I, I think we just put A plus B together and get J.R. Smith on on your 76ers. Yeah, J.R. Smith and Butler together. That'd be really fun. Just make it a party. They need shooting, Jim. That's what you're always saying. They need shooting. One guy can't they shoot. Shooting. What do you think about the KD fine? Good. Fine. That's a really bad look for the NBA. Right? Like You can't have a, a player... Get in the guy's face and say, shut the fuck up. Watch the fucking game in the middle of a game. Like, KD, dude, he really bothers me because sometimes I think people overdo how much he cares. You know, like, I think a player should have the right to retort sometimes. And when Colin Coward says some dumb shit about him, like, I think it's cool that KD is like, yo, that's actually untrue. You're wrong, Colin. Yeah, I don't mind that. But there is he does. he, He does jump off the deep end and like respond and have burner accounts on Twitter and respond to other things that like, you got to ignore that. And you can't tell a fan who paid to watch the game, shut the fuck up and watch the fucking game. Like, yeah, you can, but you're going to get fined. Yeah, man. And it's just funny how much a reputation precedes you. Cause like Baker Mayfield came at Cowherd earlier this year and everyone's like, yo, Baker went in on Cowherd. I guess he went actually live on the set, which is cooler. But even if Baker tweeted something like that, people would be like, yo, Baker dubbed Cowherd. But Durant does that, and it's like, oh, what a petty B word. He does have a history of, of doing it. Yeah, and so. he kind of is. But <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, dude, just come on, man. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see uh, his next chapter, Jim. L.A., New York. I mean, can he handle New York? I know that's an annoying thing for people not from the uh, East Coast to hear. But if I mean, is he going to be able to handle New York if a guy heckling? He's on the Warriors, man. It's like the coziest situation. Like Bay Area fans aren't ruthless. They're very they're very passionate and intense or good. uh, It's a good area for uh, sports fans, but they're not ruthless like New York fans. Shane Spencer told us there's not a day he went on the field and a Yankee fan didn't tell him he sucked. 
and he's playing for the Yankees. And KD and Shane Spencer, obviously two different animals in their respective sports. But, like, how's KD going to handle his own fans being mean to him? Because right now, he only has opposing fans being mean to him. Well, we just we just talked about the A-Rod career swing, man. If he came to the Knicks and made them good for the first time in 15 years, he'd, he'd have a lot of support. So it, it could go one way. It could go <laughs> absolute the other way. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. All right, is that all? Is that all we got? I think so. Let's get to Thanksgiving, babe. All right. Here we go. That brings us to halftime. How do you think the first half of the show went, Jake? I think it went okay. I, I didn't like that you didn't like my, my slower reading of the national stories. I was just trying to deliver it eloquently to the people. Um, I know you and I really liked pretending to be people's relatives listening to our show and trash-talking us. They do a halftime show, John? What is this podcast? What do you mean, halftime? Like, the games? Do they do tricks like a halftime show would do? Uh, soon to be. Soon to be. Once, once Jake and I get together in December when we're going to Vegas, we're going we're gonna to put together the halftime show might be changing after that. Spoiler. Spoiler. All right, let's bring it into the second half. We asked Do they you always guys, do the whistle? <laughs> Whistle's too loud. Startles me. Uh, second half, voicemails. No weird news stories today because we're acting like as if it's a Friday since we won't be with you on Thursday and Friday. So we're doing voicemails. Um, we, got, we didn't get as many voicemails as the sports stories. The weird Thanksgiving, but we got we got enough to talk about. Okay, so Jake, okay. the question was, what do you do on Thanksgiving that you don't think other families do, or or I guess for you, like what's just a weird story? You want to go first? Yeah, I mean, we're our our traditions have kind of faded. There haven't been any babies in the family in a while, and I feel like that's big for holidays. Um, so yeah, it's it's just kind of dwindled, and we've uh, my most recent one last year. Uh, me and my sweet girlfriend Jessica, we uh, we stayed in Denver by ourselves, um, and Jess made a big old lasagna, and that was gonna be like our Thanksgiving like hardcore meal. Like we weren't gonna make we weren't gonna make a big bird just for me and her, just to have the leftovers for a couple days. Um, so Thanksgiving rolls up, we both get sick, and we pulled out our pullout couch for guests. And just left it open all weekend and laid there, pounded lasagna, stayed sick with the dog, and watched Ozark, watched the, the whole first season. So that, <laughs> that's tradition. Be sick. Yeah. Not a bad tradition. So, no, it was okay, but it's one of, I mean, it's one of those, you know, you're starting to get your fourth slice of lasagna on the day, and you're like, what am I doing? But survive in advance, man. Survive and advance. What are, what are the what are the Bryans uh, get up to? Thanksgiving growing up was always on my dad's side of the family, and sure. my dad's side of the family is like full of characters and just sure. like people trying to make jokes nonstop. Like my dad and his two brothers, right? It just is a constant try and make a joke fest, which I find entertaining, and I partic right. I participate in now, kind of, I guess. Now you're in the game, you're <clears> in but the it's also. Game. Very corny. Like, I get my corny side from my dad's side of the family. They're very, 
Like we we say what we're thankful for. Whenever we have guests or like girlfriends, like you really do this. I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta go around the table. You gotta say what you're thankful for. Um, sometimes we play games where you have to team up with one other person, and they tell you what they they tell you one thing they're thankful for, and then you make up two truths and a lie, but for someone else. So like I team up with my grandma's boyfriend Ray. He tells me one thing he's thankful for. I make up two fake things he's thankful for. And then okay. they get read out loud, and people have to guess what was Ray actually thankful for. My my grandma's boyfriend, I made a joke in this when I was partnering with him. He's a very quiet, he was, RIP, he passed away. Very quiet gentleman, but like a tough guy, like a motorcycle tough guy. Anyway, I made a joke at his expense, and the table, the whole crowd like lost it. And nice. he did not enjoy it. I, did not I was like, like that. oh my god, are you gonna kill not me? Not a butt of the joke kind of guy. Yeah. His name is Ray, but his birth name was Saul. And we didn't know this until years after meeting him. Years Love after knowing that. him. Yeah. And um we asked him why his first name was Saul. Why like why whatever? Like why don't you go by Saul? And he said, Well, my first daddy, he's Jewish, so he named me Saul. And uh, he, he was driving his tractor one day. It blew up got caught on fire. He died, so my mom married a new guy. He didn't like Jewish people, so he called me Ray and kind of stuck with that. We were like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Saul. What? So, A, you're Jewish because you clearly don't like Jewish people, but you're Jewish. That's a wild story. It's a wild story. Yeah, I thought he was going to be very mad at me when I made the whole thing laugh. But we play telephone. That's probably the oddest thing. Like, we have a table of 20, 30 people, and we play everyone's whispering down the row in each other's ears playing telephone. Pretty nice. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's a tradition. What, what food are you looking forward to, babe? Stuffing. Yeah. Ham. You got apples in the stuffing? What do you got in there? Oh, I don't even know, man. I just yep. eat it. I yeah. just eat it. I don't pay attention to what it is. Yeah, some well, you know I don't pay attention to anything, but someone asked me like, yo, what you know, I said I like stuffing and they're like, Oh, what what kind of stuffing do you like? And I was like, Yeah. Oh yeah. For for sure. I, I like that. Absolutely. You like that too? Oh 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 yes. No, it's the stuff. It was inside the turkey. Just all all of it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't no. know. Big, I'm a big pumpkin pie guy too. I uh, I crush pumpkin pie. I like apple pie better. I like pumpkin pie, but I I make it an apple pie because there's some apple pies I don't like. Some apple pies I like. I took all the all the elements of apple pies and apple crisps that I like and made one version of it. Right. I don't like when the apples are diced and then it's a mushy apple you're biting into. Okay, you like a chunk. I like slices. You like slices? That's thin, a lot, man. Thin slices. Really you take Okay, really thin. Okay. Really thin slices, like almost paper thin slices. So some are kind of textured like an apple still, and then right. some are so small that they make that little goop. Yeah. I just with the big slices it's tough cuz you take a big scoop, you get a couple big apples. Now you're gnawing on like three apple slices. That's too much for I me. don't like the big chunks, but I also don't like when there's no apple consistency and it's just mush in a pie you dark meat or white meat uh both i don't care i I think i'll go like i think i go for the white meat but i actually like dark better so that's something i need to look in the mirror about 
A little bit. I'm I'm in a similar boat where I w- the dark meat was forced upon me. Just because they'd be like, oh, J-. I was the eater in the family for 25 years. I was the youngest boy, so I was the eater in the family. And um, so always the leg was forced upon me. Like, oh, J- Jake, you're going to have the turkey leg. And I was, and then I kind of hit a point where I was like, kind of I hit that point in my life where I was like, hey, what do I like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I I was like, Every hey, don't, don't force this leg on me. Like, let me have some of the white meat. The white meat's good, but you have to like, it has to be fully stuffing, gravy, gravy. taters. You got to go full full mix. You can have a piece of the dark meat and just kind of let it ride. That's why I chose ham over turkey. Can't even deal with that right now. All right, first voicemail. Hi, this is Connor from Buffalo calling for John Boy and Jake about my family's tr- Thanksgiving tradition. I think this one is just overall weird, but... um. We rent out a fire hall for Thanksgiving because no one's house is big enough to fit the 100 people that come every day. And um, also, we have a basket raffle to fund this. So if anyone tops this, let me know. So uh, thank you. Connor from Buffalo's Thanksgiving sounds like a uh, like a, it's an event. They rent out a firehouse and they auction off baskets. Does he know all the 100 people there? That's like a huge crowd for Thanksgiving. Could be, could be small town, could be, it could be a pre or post Thanksgiving type event, like a turkey trot kind of thing going on. Yeah, like a crab feed. Sounds like a crab feed. Sounds like a crab feed is what you said. Yeah. So. You ever been? No. Oh, crab feeds are cool. I've never been until a couple years ago, but people like picnic them. It's very odd. It's cool. Crabs are good. Nice. That's uh, that's nice. I guess that's we used to do that for Christmas Eve, my dad's family, because there's all the grandmas and then all of their like lineage. So that's a lot of people, mm. and we would rent out a place for Christmas Eve. But then you know everyone started branching off and doing their own thing. Do they bring TVs into the firehouse? Because you need football on. Oh, there's TVs in the firehouse. TVs in the firehouse. Come on. Yeah, it's good point. Good point. Come on. There's no fire. Let's watch some TV. That's the life of a fireman. Yeah. Kind of nice. And then there's a fire, and you're like, oh, shit. Right. Now there's a fire. Right. It's one of those. It's an 80-20 job. You got to be a light light flip, dude. Yes. Like one second, you're watching your favorite episode of Roseanne. Right. Just really giddy. Love that. John's sticking up for Roseanne again. Those bastard kids are being mean to her. Next minute, you're in a fire. How much has firefighter life improved with, like, internet and Netflix and recent technology and stuff? Because, like, what you just described is the image that was burnt into our head about firefighters growing up. It was like, yeah, there's one, one TV in the corner. They watch whatever the chief wants to watch, and then... They're, they got to be ready to fight fires. Now it's like, dude, with cell phones and anything, you could do kind of whatever. Yeah. Again, I have zero knowledge of what actually happens, but this is, sounds perfect in my brain. Right. I, I think in kind of what you said about a light switch guy, I think it, the ideal firefighter is the could nap at any time guy. Need to. Yeah. Need to. Because you're also running through a fire at any time. Yeah. That 20%, not yeah. so fun. Here's one. Here's a write-in. We name and dance with our turkey when we clean it prior to stuffing it and cooking it. 
My parents did it when I was a kid, and now I do it with my kids. Only my kids look at me like I'm nuts. Yeah. And they will. And you did too, probably. Yeah. Because you're dancing and naming your turkey prior to stuffing and cooking it. Your family's not a family that, like, names cars and stuff either, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, uh, we, we've, we've got a set of relatives like that, but we're not one of those families. But, yeah. I mean, hey, you know what I'll say? If, if you are one of those families, more power to you. And, yeah, start naming everything. Name the couch. Name the turkey. Name the dog. <laughs> we, uh, we got my mom's car, my grandma's car, my dad's car. Those are the names of the cars. Yeah. That's, that's good. Solid. You always know what they're talking about. Yeah, it was tough. My my aunt and uncle that enjoy to do that. Like I'd see them once a year. They'd get a new car every five years or whatever it is, and the car would have a new name. And I and they'd be like, they'd reference it, and I'd be like, Who the hell are you guys talking about? What give me like what kind of names? Like Fred? No, like like it, there'd usually be alliteration. Like uh, I don't know. Uh. Carmel the Camry. I have no idea. I didn't remember them, dude. I have no idea, like, even where you're going. So it's not Fred. So it's, like, Camry. So if it's, like, Honda, it'd be, like, Harry the Honda? Yes. Okay. So they're still, like, putting the car make in there. It's not just a straight-up, like, pet name. Yes. Okay. It's still weird. Yeah. The only time we ever did that was we named our apartments and houses in uh, college. Yeah, I bet a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> a lot of people do that. do that in college. At uh, Luke School, Miami of Ohio, you drive sure. around and they all have the names of their houses on their front door. Nice. Like every single one. It's kind of cool. I guess that's a college thing, yeah. That's definitely a college thing. All right. Regular caller, teacher chiming in. Hey, it's the New York City teacher chiming in again. Strange tradition for you. For the last 27 years of my life, me and my two parents have driven from my childhood home two and a half hours to the middle of Pennsylvania, stayed in a hotel for two nights, Wednesday night before, Thursday night during Thanksgiving, watch TV together, go out to a dinner in the middle of Pennsylvania, and go home. That's it. Literally, some years. So the first year, we're not doing it. Broke them down. But that's the strangest thing I think I've ever heard anyone do for Thanksgiving. Have a good one. Appreciate Teach calling in as always because he had a good story last Friday too about tackling a kid on a basketball court. This is fucking weird, man. Yeah, if you do something like this to your kid, they start tackling kids on the basketball court. Teach, I I have follow-up questions. First, why? There had to be something that happened the very first year you did this. Either your dad robbed someone or they were in a fight because – what makes you say, let's drive to the middle of Pennsylvania, go to a hotel, and spend Thanksgiving there? I think your yeah, dad's I, pulling off robberies every November, whatever, 20th. There's a chance of that. You might have, yeah, you, you just sent your dad to jail. Thanks for calling in, Teach, and thanks for listening, your dad. Happy, this is one of those situations where, like, when my family moved away from Illinois, I didn't know the true reason until I was an adult. And my mom was like, oh, I didn't want you and Ritzy to like call that place your home because I didn't right. like Illinois. I was like, oh, I didn't know that at the time. That makes sense. Teach, do you know why you did this the very first year? Because after the first year, it's easy to say, well, that's our new tradition, and then you get locked into it. But that first year, there was a reason this took place. 
And you probably I, didn't know it at the time because it was an adult reason, and I need to know. What's going through my head is just Haunting of Hill House or whatever that show was we just watched. Like, that's what it feels like. Like, you're, you're, I feel like your dad goes to the same hotel room every year because they went there as a child when the house burned down, and that's the safe place he has to be at on Thanksgiving or something like that. Maybe maybe the teachers, like, great-grandparents died in that hotel room, and their ghosts are there. Yeah, so they like to spend it with their family. Like, back off, teach. That's super weird, man. It's weird. I don't. I still don't fully get it. I don't know if I want to get it. Because <laughs> the the worst part is, if there is no reason, then it's so messed up. If it just no, it's just we do this. There has we to be a reason. We just do this. There has to be. You'd a like first. to think so, Jim. All right. Uh, right in. My ex's family had a fork that looked like a regular fork, but you could pull the end out of it and make it four times as long. In the middle of everyone eating, whoever was the new guest at the table, my uncle would extend the fork and grab some food off the person's plate across the table and eat it. I love this one. That's a good joke. It's just so good, clean humor. Oh, yeah. Everyone else knows it's coming like, oh, he's going to steal her, fo- her food with the long fork. So they're all giddy. This, that's some nice family time tradition jokes. I like that one a lot. It's a good tradition. Yeah, you. I think you and I would like that turned up a notch. Like, you know, maybe instead of taking something off their plate, you know, give them a little poke. It'd be funnier to put something on their plate. Like every time they eat, take a bite, you put another piece down. Just never-ending food. fully resetting. Like yeah. an uncle just tuned in. <laughs> you take a bite of stuffing, you get a little stuffing. Yeah. Like that plate has to be full the whole time. And then you say it's because you know a family that goes to a hotel in Pennsylvania every year. (laughs) Uh, Here's another write-in. After dark on Thanksgiving, we play hide-and-go-seek with the cars. We break up into teams and decide who is driving which car. We'd establish the game borders on a map of the town, and one car would be it. Everyone gets 15 minutes to find a hiding place, park, and turn off their lights. Then the it car would drive around slowly looking for them. The last car not found is it. Next. It was a small town where everyone knew them, so we never got shot or arrested for hiding in weird places in a car with our lights off. This tradition sucks. So wait, we're playing hide and seek in a car? Yeah, like you you can't move the car. I'm guessing you just get, it's a small town. I'm guessing maybe one main road and some shopping malls, and you go park somewhere. And once you're parked, that's your spot. Right. And then one car drives around town searching for all the cars. Yeah, a little hide and seek. Yeah, I don't know. Why the car? Why? This sounds like something you fun to do when you're 16 and you all just got your cars and your licenses. But this, if you're doing this at Thanksgiving with your family, it sounds like you all hate each other. And this was like agreed upon way to spend the day together but not be with each other. It would be cool if it got to really advanced levels. Like, we, we have to know the layout of the land, because if there's cool creative stuff you can do, maybe we're into it. Like, what if, you know, Cousin Johnny's been waiting all year. He's like, I'm going to hide that freaking car this year. And so he tells, like, the local guy at the fire station, like, yo, can you guys have, like, a tarp covering a full thing of wood all year? And then the day before, I'll move all the wood, but I'm going to come hide my car under the tarp. Yeah. Like I 
I just if if you take it to extreme measures and there's a lot of cool stuff you can do it, it almost turns into like a almost turns into like a real life action play or something like that. <laughs> like like Westworld for hiding a car. It's cool, but then you gotta think about the moment you're in underneath the wood and the tarp and then you're just sitting in your car like, Well, he's never gonna find us, so now we're just gonna be sitting in this car forever until we get a call that says, Hey, you won and then we drive home. And then who had fun in that scenario? Right. So right. I just want to be like, I just hide real easy. Oh, you found me. I'm going to go watch the football and eat leftovers now. I think that's how I'd play this game. Last like voicemail and then some more write-ins. John Boy and Jake, what's up? It's your boy Nick Greco and Greco2326 calling from Dallas talking about Thanksgiving. Um, so my family, we actually celebrate a holiday before Thanksgiving that's called Thanksgiving Eve. It's a holiday that I created. Um, eight years back, this year is the eighth consecutive year, and what we do is we order a ton of pizza from our local pizzeria um, out here in Dallas. We don't have a ton of them, so it has to be real pizza. Nice. Um, and then we do a Seinfeld marathon capped off with a game of Seinfeld Seen It, and then whoever wins the Seinfeld Seen It gets to hit the Thanksgiving pinata at midnight, the pinata is filled with Thanksgiving decorations. You hit it, it unleashes Thanksgiving. It's kind of a tribute to um, having Thanksgiving mean something, a protest against Christmas before Thanksgiving. So that's real. That's what my family does. Eighth year running now, Thanksgiving Eve, spread the word. Everyone out there starts celebrating. Uh, let's go, Yanks. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Shout out. Nick Greco from Dallas, who's having a baby soon and naming it Cash after Cash. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, ju- I tweeted out his uh, his article he wrote the other day. Pretty cool. Yankees and family. Yankees and uh, family. We like now that. we're in, now we're deep in the family. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving Eve. I'm I'm the only part that's confusing me is he says it's a protest to Christmas. I don't really get that, but everything else sounds like a good family time. You watch Seinfeld, then you play trivia about Seinfeld. Um. So like you gotta really pay attention to the Seinfeld episodes. Uh, yeah, I like that. I I had an old moment, man, where I was thrown off. I I didn't love the midnight part of it. They're staying like it, up too late. But I yeah, and I I guess that t- turns into the Christmas protest. And I think what they're protesting is people like people ignoring Thanksgiving nowadays and just loving Christmas and blah 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 all oh, that okay, stuff. Okay, okay. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, the midnight part gets a little tough for me because you're eating pizza, you're watching Seinfeld. I mean, I feel like I'm getting sleepy. Um, but yeah, it's one way to do it. <laughs> sounds, sounds fun. If everyone's doing it, that sounds like a good time. It's a good time. I I uh, only pizza place I really liked in Dallas because it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of theme pizzas, kind of like Denver. Like, oh, you could find the, the latest mac and cheese pizza. Yeah, um, I like there's place. There's a place in West Village called Grimaldi's. That was that was a decent slice of pie. They were New York New York relatives. Nice, nice. Speaking of New York food, one of the things we look forward to is our leftover calzone, even to the point of people not wanting to finish anything so we can have it. In order to make the calzone, uh, my uncle who's a cook, rolls out some pizza dough, then throws on a layer of turkey, followed by mashed potatoes, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. Then he rolls it all up together and bakes it, creating a meal that is at least as good as the main Thanksgiving course. Why don't you have your uncle make this for Thanksgiving? It sounds delicious. The Thanksgiving calzone? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. So wait, you said they're fighting over it. No. 
they look forward to it. Oh, okay. He makes okay. it like later on at night or the next day. Oh. So they said sometimes we don't even want to eat too much because we want need the leftovers for the calzones. Right. So it's like, why yeah. not just make this on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Or maybe you have to bring it to the eve. Maybe that's a good warm-up for the stomach. Uh, yeah, I mean, never going to be against the calzone. Never. Never. Basically human calzones. Um, this family holds a contest to see who can get a spoon to balance on their nose the longest. Uh, I have no recollection of how that tradition began. It's a contest we've been doing for the past couple years. My mom's usually the winner, either because she cheats or because her nose is distinctly shaped. It's a bunch of pretty smart people doing something pretty stupid. Simple enough. That's fun. Because you know someone's practicing. Did these guys just talk about our Thanksgiving tradition on the radio? Did you write that in, John? How do these guys know our Thanksgiving tradition if they're coming live from the radio? John, why are you telling people our traditions? It's so weird. Little shot at the end saying mom's either a cheater or has a big nose. <laughs> yeah. Well, mom wins. <laughs> either be yeah, two insults. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> that's that's pretty fun. But also mom's practicing in her downtime. Yeah. And that's you know, I like that it's fun, it's quick. Like when the kids are going through the angsty phase, they they can't complain about it too much. Yeah. All right. Good I stretch, mean, man. What's that? You just had a really nice stretch. Oh, yeah, it felt good. I didn't stretch this morning. You know, you need to get that stretch in. It felt really good. Uh, what else we got going on today? I mean, that about wraps up Thanksgiving time things. You excited? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Um, oh, I guess the one thing we kind of missed, I mean, you know, Wednesday is one, the biggest drinking holiday of the year, right? Yeah, I've never, it's, ever it's, participated it's, in it, but yes. You don't have a home. Um, no hometown. Cup. I mean, Roots in Valley, Connecticut. In the Valley, they call it Valley New Year because it's like uh, <laughs> you come home to the Valley Valley kind of roots. Everybody stays in the Valley. Um, so, uh, yeah, I know I've, I've got members of my family that love love Valley New Year. And I like I like laughing at the concept of Valley New Year. Valley New Year. Like that's the one day year. That if you left the valley and you're big time now, it's it's the movie. It's it's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what's that movie? I love Just Friends. Just Friends, yeah. Like if you're if you're big time now, it doesn't matter at Valley New Year's. Like the the old high school quarterback still has priority. Yeah, he's the hot shot. Yeah. So I like and I like that. All right, games coming up. We got Knicks versus Celtics tonight. CCSU versus Loyola Marymount tonight. So everyone tune in. CCSU. Let's get a dub. Thursday, Thanksgiving, Bears versus Lions, Redskins versus Dallas, Falcons, Saints. Are those good games? Bears, Lions could be a good game. Falcons, it's football Saints. on a Thursday. Nobody really cares. <laughs> it's just actually Bears, Lions could be okay because it'll be in Detroit. Yeah, Thanksgiving in Detroit. Dallas Skins could be ugly. Saints, Falcons, hopefully good, but Saints, Saints are really good, man. Uh, Saturday, we got Michigan versus Ohio State for football. That's the best college football game this weekend. Yeah, Bama-Auburn. It's it's rivalry weekend, college football, college yeah, football. Bama's going to kill Auburn, right? I mean, they should, but I don't know. You could play the rivalry game card, blah, 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 but yeah. All right. What else we got going on today? I got an episode of Just Talking Out today. Katie and I talked about some Thanksgiving 
stuff. Popular side dishes per region. Talked about, uh, we actually did our favorite Kevin Bacon movies. Don't know how that came up. So that's a nice, fun show. All of Katie's relatives now listen to that podcast. Nice. Which is like, we're not trying to talk to anyone that doesn't know us. It's But like all our relatives listen to it. It's their way of keeping in touch with us. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. Like It's like a live diary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talk about news and shit, too. It's kind of like a this. A livery. Livery. We have, um, since we're not doing mascot matchup. well, it's not Friday. We're doing mascot matchups on Friday. Do you want to do one of these? We got enough time to do one. You choose we one. D- we could do one of these. I'll I'll do quick quick plug before I forget. If you are one of our Yankees fans, or if you know Yankees fans, tell them to check out. We're we're doing Pinstripe Friday, Black Friday. We're we we got some good stuff. We got ugly sweaters. We got shirts. Twenty seven percent off because of those championships. Blah blah blah. Our Boston friends are tuning out. If you could check that out, that'd be pretty nice. We have my buddy who does six pack cinema with me made a bunch of ugly sweaters for movies. Okay. And like he put in work. These things are fucking cool if you like the movies. Like he has one for um um Anchorman. It says Feliz Navidad question mark. You know I don't speak Spanish with picture of Ron Burgundy on there. He's got um All I Want for Christmas is nothing. Ron Swanson. A couple of Ron right. shorts. Christmas is so fetch, mean girls. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. He put in. They're cool. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put that. But we have. We have ours. I got to do a lot of stuff for it. But yeah, go check it out. Support the show. Buy a shirt. And yeah. also grab your all your relatives' phones and subscribe from them. What um? I guess what's jumping out to me here? I I love the last one, Jim. Well, it's so literal. Yeah the the <laughs> the midshipman versus the green wave. We got a, a navy two lane game going on, Jim. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's um, that's a lot of fun. The midshipman versus the Green Wave, because you know people that command ships, their biggest adversary is waves. Yeah, I saw the perfect storm; they all died. Yeah, that's tough. I think I'm going midshipman. Cause I that's... think they, I think they're prepped to take on one because it's singular. Oh wow, think... it's not the Green Waves. I think they're prepped to take on one green wave. It's they're it's, the people in the world that are the most prepped for one green wave. Yeah, if it was like the sailor versus the green wave, is there a team out there called the sailors? The sailors, they're probably something. Then maybe, maybe I guess all birds would be safe. <laughs> birds would be safe from the green wave. Yeah, but it is a very literal one. The the midship. Like if I if I can't take the midshipman here, then I can't take them. So I have to take. If them. they can't beat the green wave, then they're not beating it in much. It's tough. <laughs> this is this is what you've been training for. <laughs> think that's the coach's warm up speech. <laughs> you think he goes there? We got him on the radar. Green wave's coming. We're the fucking navy. <laughs> I would hate that if my coach went there. Yeah, it would be so pathetic. But he might. He might. All right, that's the end of the show today. Thank you guys very much for listening, supporting. I hope that you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. If you were in the car listening to this because your your significant other or friend put it on on your car ride, hey, we appreciate you. Hope you didn't complain too much. Anything else, Jake? Last words? We'll be back Monday. Are they talking to us right now? 
Are they going to play that weird Mary Blay Jai? Mary, <laughs> <laughs> Mary Blay Jai, take us out. Are they going to play that Mary J. Blige kitchen song again to end the show? I don't know it all.